I have never been more ready in my entire life to do this right now. Never. It's all up to this moment. It's, yeah, I see the hands out. What are we listening to today? This sounds, is this the same or is this a little bit different on this thirsty Thursday? Intro music. This is what? This is our intro music. This is, this is, yeah, this is, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not the greatest on musical knowledge. I mean, I'm still dancing out to, uh, uh, you know, uh, who was I? Lionel Richie, 1985, all night long here. So, yeah. you, you know, I, I've got it, though. You were uh, trying to uh, praise the virtues of one Kenny G for a really long time. Probably still <laughs> a big ABBA guy. I mean. There's nothing wrong with ABBA, dude. I mean, you know, it had its time and its place. Well, yeah. welcome to another exciting, thought-provoking, exhilarating edition of 1973. As you can see, I'm in a better mood than I was last week. I did have the vaccine and I was uh, suffering from some side effects. So I wasn't like my friendly, friendly self. We had a really great chat last week. We had Eric Connor talking about WrestleMania 39 or I think it was 37. Um, I didn't follow any of it. Did you uh, follow any of it or? A little bit of it. I mean, you know, we, we uh... Funny enough, my wife likes wrestling, which is crazy, man. Which uh, awesome. did you know that before you married her, or is that like a complete shocker? No, I did. I learned it, and I think that you know, it's just uh, it's a diamond in the rough. Like that, that little fact was a was a definitely cherry on top of the Sunday. So we'll go with it. And uh, yeah, man. So she likes wrestling, and so we'll we'll watch it from time to time. So I knew some of the guys. I didn't know like the full extent um, that that he does. So. And, you know, our kids kind of like it, so which I'm not sure how I feel about that because, you know, my son, like, wants to beat up everything already. So well, I don't a, know that uh, he needs to be watching wrestling. He's a young guy, so, you know, we'll give him a year here. So I did want to send a shout out to a couple people tonight. My brother-in-law, David, is celebrating his birthday. I'm not going to put the age out there. Uh, now, come on. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to do that. Dave, if you get a chance to see this, I'm thinking about you. You're a good guy. I've known you for since 83. So I've known David for 38 years. That's a long time. And then someone we both know celebrated birthday, Michelle LaMonica, who from time to time has listened <laughs> to this uh, program. Shelly, uh, you had a birthday yesterday, so I wanted to send a shout out to you. Uh, RJ, any shouts out? Uh, yeah, uh, B-Train texted me um, something. Oh, you know what? He put something out on Twitter saying, like, what a great show it was and having uh, the con man in and, and we're the best podcast on the air. And then he sent, I think he sent me something else. So, um, oh, yeah, he sent me something about, uh, you know, that story about uh, Howie's, like, right-hand man. I forget the kid's name. He's, like, an the new guy they hired uh, to you know, the analytics guy. Yeah, I think he's been with them for a while, but apparently like he goes off into his own uh, little room and does analytics and has no background in scouting, knows nothing about all that. He, it's, he's a straight up numbers guy and breaks down film. And it's just the more you hear about this, the, the, the stuff that goes on at NovaCare, like it just makes you shake your head, you know? Yeah. Well, I have a cool virtual background that you actually sent to me 
which was the, uh, well, why don't you tell us what it is? Because Yep, so we'll start from the furthest from the top of your dome, which would be the lovely Vet Stadium. What was the capacity there? Was it like uh, 80? Uh, it was about 62,000. I, I, I do remember you performed in the choir there once doing the national anthem for Mount Pleasant High School. It was, you know what? I remember as a kid, you know, I didn't think it was ugly as a kid. I just thought it was fun. I remember going there for like $5 or something, not very expensive, not being, a, you know, this, it was a multi-purpose stadium. I remember going to like one or two Eagles games, but most of the time it was going to the Phillies game. Yeah, I remember I went to a game and it may have been with, uh, our one of our big listeners, Steve Rosen. I can't remember if it was with him or not, but Terry Mulholland pitched a no-hitter oh. against the Rockies that night. How about yeah, that? He was, he was a great Philly. I, I heard the horrible discussion about recently about Yvonne de Jesus, um, how that was a horrible trade in Philly's history. Uh, so oh, yeah. That was the uh, Sandberg trade, wasn't it? It was the Sandberg trade. And I think he was the throw-in because <laughs> the Phillies moved Bo in that trade. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good memories at the vet. Not not a lot of great teams. You had the. Um, oh, look at this. We're getting callers. Um, had a, basically the 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 Phillies in the, uh, the, the 90s. I mean, I guess you had the 70s Phillies mm -hmm. and then um, and then um, what well, else yeah, did you have? Phillies too. Come on, let's not forget two World Series appearances, one World Series win. Right. Uh, the 80 and, and I remember more. I do have the 80 Philly, a picture of the 80 Phillies in my uh, office here. The 83 Phillies, I remember that team more because they were referred to as the Wheeze Kids, mm -hmm. reference to their age, um, the core of the Big Red Machine. You had Tony Perez, who was like 44 or something, and Pete yeah. Will, and Joe Morgan was on that team. Yeah, the late Joe, Joe Morgan, who um, unfortunately died today. Um, he didn't die today. No, I mean, he died. What am I saying? He died previously. He died, I guess, six months. Baseball's lost a lot of greats this year, um, a lot of Hall of Famers. And that's been so sad. A good thing, though, is today, um, which would be April, I guess it's April 15th, we celebrate the integration, the racial integration of baseball um, done by one Jackie Robinson in 19, was it? 47, I think it was, where he went on to win Rookie of the Year. But uh, Jackie Robinson, uh, uh, you know, that it's a, just a cool thing, you know, that Rack, Jackie Robinson, and we look upon, look upon it like that it wasn't a big deal, but I mean, it was horrible back then. Yeah, it was. And what was interesting too was um, I read his book too, Jackie Robinson, one of his books. I mean, he has several. Um, I think it was the autobiography of Jack Robinson. And it was a terrific read. I read it when I was younger. Um, I saw 42. Chadwick Boseman did another guy who went way, way, way too soon. Um, I thought he portrayed Jackie Robinson in such Harrison a Ford did a great job with Branch Rickey. Rickey yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think one of the things that I learned in the book, and I think it was reiterated in the movie too, was uh, that the Philly fans were like some of the oh. racist fans. Right that he played in front of and a lot of people you know a lot of times you know like the, the southern part of the country gets like a bad reputation for you know for racism and you know everything in terms of the civil war and like all right, the, right. that goes on down here 
where there there's tons, but you know, it goes on everywhere. And uh, you know, it's disgusting to see that one, that it still goes on. Um, and, but two, manager, I forget what the Phillies meant. He actually, that's a true story. The manager of the Phillies was a horrible racist. He had used to play baseball. Um, and I think he was fired at the end of the year. Um, the actor's name who played that is Alan Turdick, who, you know, actually was in Rogue One, Star Wars Rogue One. He's a wonderful character actor, but he played that part so well. And I did a little research that the person had gotten fired um, at the end of the year. He, um, but the way in the movie they describe, you know, this, this manager, like he, he said, I don't understand why he has problems. I call Hank Greenberg an anti-Semitic reference and he doesn't have a problem. And so you see where they were. And this was at a time at the coming out of World War II where the military still wasn't racially integrated. Um, so, yeah. you know, things were, were quite bad back then. Yeah, they, they were. And, uh, you know, it's great to see that we've made some progress in some areas, some, some big progress, and we still have a long ways to go in a lot of areas, you know, and, and, and as much progress as we made, a lot more needs to happen. Um, and, and I'll just kind of leave it at that. But Jackie Robinson, in terms of what they mean to sports, what they mean to their sport, what they mean to society, to me, as big a, an impact as any athlete that you know, that I've ever read or heard about. To me, I mean, there's there's no athlete that has had a bigger impact than Jackie Robinson. And certainly, you know, you look at guys like, um, you know, down the line, like Roberto Clemente and, um, you know, like what he has, what he did and, and you know, some of his charitable work and, you know, some other athletes, you know, how Jackie Robinson certainly opened the door for um, many, many other athletes uh, down the road. So, man, caps off. And I think it's awesome that baseball recognizes him um you know with the with his own day he's certainly worthy of such a, a, a an award and recognition well on a lighter note guess who's returned back to internet dating the lev man the lev man wait can be aware go on your profile can we break down your profile and analyze i'm an eligible business owner who's got a great dance set of dance moves i i I have a good set of pictures. I'm back on J-Date, so Jewish women, beware. I'm out there on the prowl, and I'm looking for you. Five, Almost 5'10", looking for you. That's right, man. 5'10", uh, and what? One, we'll call you uh, 185, Twisted Feeling. Yeah, you're being very kind with that. Uh, but well, uh, I, I'm doing it. You just keep nodding your head. Uh, you know, this is what I do. I promote. I spin. This is what I do for a living, so... Uh, that's awesome, man. Good for you. When when do we get to see the profile? Are we going to break it down on the show or no? I, I, yeah, I mean, I can cut and paste it and you can like put it up. You can like read off it if you want. Or wow. I think pictures are not that bad. I, I don't have pictures from 10 years ago. They're all within the last six months. I'm totally authentic. You know? awesome. Do you tell everyone in your in your um, profile that you are a co-host of the leading podcast, sports podcast? I um, in the Tallyville area? I don't want to like scare them with anticipation so that when they meet me, I'm not the exciting person that I come across here with right. you. So I don't want to like disappoint them. And, and that's my main concern here because usually I'm not the most exciting person in the world. I, I watch a little Dateline NBC on a Saturday night. Maybe, maybe if I'm lucky, I stay up to one and watch the whole Saturday night live. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah, 
That's, so, that's awesome. Well, good for you to get back out there, man. It's exciting times for you, and I can't wait to hear more stories about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can go over details of a date when she leaves halfway to say, "Hey, I gotta go walk the dog." That's yeah. always a fun. I'm gonna keep up a positive attitude, though. I like it. I like it. And you know what? Maybe look, like maybe there's one of our loyal listeners out there who can give you some tips and help out, yeah. you know, email perspective. So live, live vicariously through me. Yeah, there you go, man. We all do. Um, that's awesome, man. Well, let's let's spot speaking about uh, living vicariously through you. So we were going through the picture behind your head. So again, we start out with the vet, then we go spectrum, then we go JFK. Man, so many memories from those three buildings, all of which are no longer there. No longer there. Now, JFK is so cool because JFK is where they had a number of concerts, including uh, one of the single most important events in my life, which was 1985 and Live Aid. Live Aid, man. And okay, ready for this? Yeah. Name the only artist to, you probably know this by now. Yeah, I know this already. Play both London and Philly. What a badass. Bill Collins, come on. You got to tip your hat. That's awesome, right? I think he did both We Are the World and then did he do like, uh, shoot, what did they, I, I actually watched parts of the concert on YouTube. You can do that. Yeah. Um, I forget what song they sang, sang, do they know it's Christmas time at all? But why would you do that song in, in, in the summer? Um, well, I mean, it was all about, you know, aid for Africa, right? Wasn't it for the same cause, I think? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so. And then, and then Farm Aid, John Cougar Mellencamp kicked off from that. But I'm going to share a quick story with you. Was Jay, I wonder if we're going to talk sports this podcast, but we are, we are, because I'm going to say that. So, so JFK was the site of my first ever concert. Do you want to take a guess at what that was? I know what it was. It you was do? Jackson's Victory Tour. That's right, man. That was unbelievable. That, the Jackson's tour. I think I was like nine or eight at the time. And Can I ask you something? Was that like the most construction-wise unsafe building in the world back in 1984 or 85? I mean, it looked like it always looked like it was ready to collapse. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You didn't really think about it too much. You know, like when you were when you were eight or nine, you just like I was excited and, and hoping like you know the people I went with didn't I didn't get lost. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's what I was worried about. So. Um, yeah, that was, that was, uh, some special times, man. Uh, really, really cool. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good memories, man. Great memories from growing up there. Right. And, and just still have them still have them. So, all right, Phillies, let's get into the Phillies. So two really good series to open up. They hit the road, played the same teams they opened up with different story, right? Hit the bed. Yeah. Yeah. What's going wrong? Well, look, they went one and five on that road trip, right, to uh, Atlanta and New York. Mets game was canceled today due to weather, right? That's a win that they didn't have to face uh, Thor. Uh, or, I mean, not Thor, uh, DeGrom, sorry. Uh, Syngratis Thor. But, uh, yeah, one and five on the road trip. Um, certainly everyone points at, like, the lack of uh, hitting that they're getting from their center fielder, um, whether it's Roman Quinn, whether it's Adam Hazley. Uh, Hazley, did you read the story that he took a leave of personal uh, absence? No one's really sure what it's for, but you know, you always a ball player takes a leave for personal reasons. You always obviously wish him the best. They brought up the Mick Mick Moniak. They're they called Moniac. up today, or was it yesterday? Uh, yesterday, yesterday. So, and Girardi said he's going to play, so that's good, man. They're going to let the kid so play. They 
St. Louis is coming to town tomorrow. So they right. will have a home series. The weather here is going to be low mid fifties, low sixties this weekend. So we'll see uh, the, the ball is probably not going to go out of the park. Should be good for pitching though. Yeah, should be good for pitching, but I'll tell you, you asked what, what the problem was. And I can tell you, I did a little bit of research and they're, uh, they're one, two, three hitters. So Kutch, Hoskins and Harper are hitting a combined eight for 61. And I'm not a mathematician, but that's like 130 something is what I, I did. the math. Yeah, not good. And they're, they're also striking out at an alarmingly high rate. 28% of their at-bats are ending in a strikeout. So uh, you know, you want to see that kind of plate discipline. You want to see that kind of, um, you know, this, the hitting that we saw initially um, in the in the Braves and, and first Met series. Um, so hopefully they can get right against the cards. I think the cards are also six and six. So I'm sure our loyal uh, fan, E-Rock, uh, is going to be all fired up about the cards coming to town. Maybe oh, I didn't know he's a Cardinals fan. Yeah, man. He's a crazy cards fan. And we know uh, when we grew up with Jeremy Cohen, who works for the Cardinals organization, I think doing a lot of analytics for that organization. I mean, that's a team that's always been a very proud organization that hasn't been so great recently, the Cardinals. So we'll have to see um, yeah. what happens. Um, yeah, so. Have you watched a, a ton of Phillies game chat or no? I have, I've watched, you know, I'm, I can't sit there and watch a three hour game anymore. I'll watch a couple innings here and there. I mean, I guess when I come home from work, I'm, I'm basically brain dead. Um, so it's hard for me. I always watch the, you know, I'll always watch the follow-up, you know, the post-game type stuff. And uh, I, I am able to watch, you know, the, the uh, Philly, uh, what is Comcast and watch the morning show. They do a 15 minute morning show where they do a review of everything. Yeah. Uh, I know there was some question about Girardi's decision-making um, recently. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, the Phillies, I, again, it's only 12 games into the season. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't panic yet. I mean, this is a 162 game season and we know in baseball that the first month of April is usually a little bit unusual. Um, they have had trouble getting off to hot starts in the last couple of years. So, um, I guess this is going to be an important part of the year. Um, especially we know this team tends to also struggle late in the season. I guess in August, I've, I've seen some collapses. So that's something to think about going further. Yeah, their pitching does seem to uh, falter um, down the stretch. They tend to, you know, I know Nola usually kind of falls off a little bit. Um, I think Eflin usually is hurt. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, right? I mean, they've had okay pitching. It hasn't been great. I think the bullpen's been much improved. Uh, I know Romero got hit around a little bit yesterday and uh, Naris got hit around a couple days ago, but uh, you know, I, I, I think the bullpen is still so, so much better than last year. Um, there's still some questions about the back end starters. Uh, I think Nola Wheeler and Eflin are, are all going to settle in and they're all going to be fine. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the Phillies. Phillies, you know, it's it's going to be a long season. Um, do we want to talk at all about the Eagles draft or we want to hold off on that till next week, I think? I'm ready to talk Eagles draft anytime you're ready, but I was going to ask you, so the draft is two weeks from tonight, right? So, so, so I think we probably want to do a full 
show maybe towards the draft next week, maybe a whole uh, looking at that first. You know, I heard some stupid rumors that, you know, how he was messing things up, that he really did want Deshaun Watson uh, during this process. And I mean, you realize what a disaster that would have been, you know, if they had made the trade before all these allegations had come out. Um, remember what happened with Mike Vick. Now, obviously, dogs are a serious thing, but um, let's say even maybe one or two of these allegations is accurate against Deshaun Watson. He's obviously innocent until proven guilty. But can you imagine the type of backlash this team would have would receive if they had made that trade? Yeah, I mean, and, and the fact that he's still sniffing around is like classic Howie, right? There yeah. I read it today. They're right now, and of course, you are innocent until proven guilty, but I will also say where there is smoke, there is fire. It's not one allegation. It's not five allegations. It is 22 allegations right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And, and, and then you had the masseuse, the masseuse who gave her uh, storage Sports Illustrated, who's not even in those 22 allegations. Right. So she's got nothing to, to gain from this. She has evidence. She turned over the text messages, um, screenshots of the uh, Instagram chats. So like, like honestly, I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised. And yet it's like, it, it blows my mind at the same time because it's like, like just focus on, just stop with Deshaun Watson. Stop with Russell Wilson too. We're not, why, why in the hell would you can trade, why would you trade three number one picks for 30, 32, 32, 32 or is it 32? Right, 32. I don't care how good he is. And I think he is a really good quarterback, but you are a team headed in the wrong direction and you need young, affordable talent. So again, you are t like, it's like, it's almost like how he's like, well, I know I can't draft for shit. So I'm just going to trade all away all this equity and try to get a player who's already established. I don't care that he's 32 years old. You know what? We need to find young talent, and that's what Howie has failed miserably to do. Bring that fire next week. Dude, I, it'll be brought. We may, we might want to look at some of the other teams in the division, what they're planning on doing. I know we talked – I don't know if we talked briefly about the Cowboys investing in getting Kyle Pitts, if that was a possibility, because that would be – Tremendously bad, you know, they're in the, obviously, a, in a, they would like to get a new starting tight end since, uh, uh, well, they've had Novacek and then they had Jason Whitlock, right? Jason Witten, and then Jason they had uh, a dude last year who actually, um, oh, his name is totally blank. But a tradition of great tight ends. I mean, yeah. an absolutely really great. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, they had Barry Gerard, not Barry, so I forgot. I forgot the guy's name, but it, it began with a J. He tore up his knee last year. He's good. But yeah, Kyle Pitts is a game changer. And I heard that um, Jerry Jones salivates over uh, Kyle Pitts. So that, that makes well, that's me. That's not fun. a good sign. That's not a good sign. And he's an SEC guy. Yep. Yep. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I also hate the fact that the Cowboys' other big need, I mean, they have several needs, but their needs mirror ours. A bit they so, need a lot of help on the defense, the Cowboys. Defense, right. And and it starts with the secondary and then it's you know goes into the defensive line. And so I feel like we have a lot of the similar same similar needs. But yeah, let's figure out when we're doing the draft show because next week will be one week out. So are we too early? Do we need to do a special NFL draft only? I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna let you think about that, but tell me what you want to do. So I will get my 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 thinking cap on and do a lot of research. 
I love the NFL draft. I know you do. I know you do. You watch, you can go a couple days with it. So day two, day three, you tell me what you want to talk about. We'll talk about whatever, but anyway. Well, so finally what, you know, I wish we had the music to play the the Sixers music, but we don't have it tonight. Queued up. Um, Big game last night. We got to do pre-production meetings, I think. I did it. So surprisingly enough, the Nets, LaMarcus Aldridge officially retired today. Yeah. Big shock. You know, remember we had talked about this previously that why did he, you know, is, does he have anything left in the tank? And then he went out and scored 24 points and then, Hey, the Nets scratch. He, he was a scratch last night. He didn't play uh, Blake Griffin didn't play. And, uh, Kevin Durant didn't play, Harden didn't play. I wish I was a little bit upset with some of these scratches. Obviously, I wanted to win. And then, you know, I think some of us threw Aldridge on the bus. And then it turns out the guy has a heart condition. And he walked away after one day. I mean, he, he wasn't fooling around. And I, I totally uh, send in out my good thoughts to him. Because I remember uh, growing up, what a tragedy it was when Reggie Lewis passed away back in, I guess it was 93 from heart problems. So we certainly don't want to see that happen. Yeah, I think, you know, it's interesting that, and I think like our childhood, Reggie Lewis and Hank Gathers, right? It's like, I feel like we were- And Len Bias, but of course Len Bias, you know, he did have a heart heart as a result of the drugs. Um, Yeah. um, But uh, yeah, I mean, kudos, you're right. Kudos to LaMarcus Aldridge. He's had a really nice career. it's so funny. He's been with the Spurs for so long, but you know, he was, he was even better with the, the Blazers. Right. So yeah, he was a, he was yeah. a solid, I think he was an Olympian at one point too. I, I think, think he did win something. He was a solid, I mean, and that was the thought that Aldridge, LaMarcus Aldridge and, and Deandre Jordan were going to be able to, you know, go against, uh, you know, um, Embiid with Claxton that the three together would be able to stop Embiid and, you know, when, when Embiid was going last night, no one could stop him. Unfortunately, the team let up in that fourth period and let that 22-point lead uh, slip away. I unfortunately broke a bottle of wine uh, in my uh, kitchen, so what? I had to stop watching the game for like 10 minutes. It broke everywhere. So, um, you know, like 22 points, and then it was like Dak down to six, and they wouldn't even put Kyrie Irving back in the game. And uh, we had to put all our starters back in the game, the Sixers, and they just didn't seem to have any energy at the end. But I mean, the other three quarters, I was pumped. I mean, they looked great last night. Yeah, I'm not worried about that that end of that game. I mean, look, like you sit those guys, they're rested. They're, you know, I think mentally too, I think for athletes, they get so up for competition and then you sit them down for a certain period of time and then it's hard for them to get back into that space and be like, all right, we have to turn it on and find it within their bodies too. And so I think that's some of what went on last night. I'm not worried. You know, um, I, I think the Nets are like. They're unlikable. They're a very unlikable team. Very unlikable. Yes. Although I do love Stevie Nash, but I, I just don't like that team. You know, like. I think he would have started. He would have been better off starting like Glenn Doc Rivers in a team like Orlando, which is where Doc Rivers started his career coaching up a team versus what he's in his situation which he's basically he's sort of along for the ride and right. and he you know these guys sit when they want to sit I, i'm wondering if he, if he would have actually had the option 
of putting Kyrie Irving back in the game or Kyrie Irving said, no, I don't want to go back in. Wow. I mean, that could be too. I, it just, it feels like for the Sixers as a Sixers fan, I mean, it feels like it was a tremendous amount of disrespect to us. Like you're, you're playing the number one team in the conference. That's us. You know, we still have the number one team. You're basically saying, ah, well, we don't either one, they don't care about the top seed or two. They don't think that we're going to be able to hold on to it. Like to me, if I'm the, like, as a fan, I am so pissed off that they disrespect us to that level. On and national I, television. It was a nationally televised game. Um, and ESPN is paying a fortune. Disney is paying a fortune for that contract. For them to show up like they did, and they had one of the three playing, and even Blake Griffin, I don't understand why he's even on this team. Um, and they didn't, they didn't play anyone. Um, Claxton's a, yes, we do have a fire engine in the background. I don't know what that's about. They're coming for me. They are definitely coming for me. Um, so I'm going to try and talk over that. Um, they do have uh, some nice pieces off the bench. Unfortunately, one of them used to be on our team, Landry Shamit, And that was a guy I never wanted to see them get rid of. I'm obviously very happy that they got Tobias Harris. But Landry Shamit was a guy that I always liked. Three, I guess this is his third year. And uh, I think his fourth year at this point. Yeah. He's been around for a little bit. Yeah. I think he's he a Wichita State guy. Yeah, he uh, was. Shocker. Yeah, he was a shocker. Um, but always I like this guy. And, uh, you know, he, he he's a likable guy on the Nets. Most of these guys are not likable. Um, so That's such a good point because I actually like Landry Shamit too. And I'm just like, that dude looks like he'd be a nice guy. Like, I, I think I feel like he'd like to join our show one day maybe. I, I'm trying to get some. If anyone knows Landry Shamit. <laughs> Sending out the invitation. Landry, I love your name, dude. I would love for you to be on 1973. You could hang out with some people that were born in 1973. I like, dude, that's whack. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, we, uh, you know, I, I kind of feel the same way. Look, like um, the Nets played hard yesterday and that's fine. They played hard, but I, I still... You know, look, Harden and KD and um, um, Kyrie have played. Five games, I think they played together. I think it's seven games. Okay, well. I well, anyway, whatever, however many. But, like, you're going to tell me that all of a sudden they're going to go on a playoff run, and you know what? Maybe they will, and maybe they'll show us all. I still don't think that in a seven-game series they're going to be able to stop Embiid. I don't. Like you said, they were dominant. That We were imposing our will. Ben Simmons was very aggressive last night, which we all love to see. Um, Tobias is always, Tobias had, I think, over 20 last night, right? Or 25 and 25. 5, I think. But, you know, the thing that worries me, or 26, you know what worries me with Tobias is, um, did you notice he didn't go in towards the end? He wasn't back in towards the end of that game. And uh, Doc was saying that it was because he was kind of limping around a little bit and that, that, that knee's kind of bothering him. And I think if anything, man, this year has shown like how good and how important Tobias is to our success. And it's interesting now that he's on that contract, we don't think about how absurd and bad a contract. It's become a reasonable NBA contract because some of the other contracts that have been signed since then and will be signed after that are going to be so much more absurd that he doesn't even seem like that's a bad contract anymore. For what he's produced at the time, though, remember the argument was he's never been an all-star, he's never been a consistent player. Well, this year sort of ends that. So, um, 
Yeah, so I think coming up on Friday, we have another big test. The Clippers, we'll see if the Clippers play uh, or will they go for load management? Will they be playing uh, Kawhi Leonard um, and Paul George and some of the other guys? I so much want to see the Sixers kick their asses because um, we did not have Embiid the last time we played them. And obviously to me, that was the difference in the game. So I would like to see the Sixers just come out and dominate them from start to finish. Yeah, I, I would love that too. We have the clip show um, and, you know, and then we have Golden State on Monday. Golden State's not a good team right now. I know um, Curry though, he keeps throwing up big games though. And yeah, I mean, he, he is amazing, obviously. And then I think we um, have Milwaukee for, uh, is it coming up this week, coming up the back-to-back games? I think next week. I think next week. Yeah. And we have Phoenix coming in next week, which will, I mean, Phoenix is like, you saw what they did to us. So like, they're a legit, like good team. Um, that'll be a good test for us as well. You know, the thing is with like, before we wrap, I'd love to just get your take on this whole load management thing. Cause I look at it and I'm like, I think load management sucks. It's BS. Like it's pampered. It's we're placating and pampering to athletes a bit. You know, you look at guys like LeBron, LeBron doesn't believe in load management. Like, I don't think Steph really does load management. Jordan, Jordan didn't believe in load management. No, but I mean, it's a different era. I mean, in terms oh, of the it's a different era and guess who started it. There's a reason why uh, the Spurs, uh head coach give me give me his popovich. name uh, popovich popovich he didn't get the olympic team for years because they wanted to punish him because he was doing load management it was bad for the league when they wouldn't play tim duncan um so you know and he didn't really care of course when you don't play your stars on national television it's not a good thing for tv contracts and and that's sort of where this all started with load management and of course, it's gotten worse with with some of the more, you know, like not the Lakers, but the Clippers and um, some of the other teams that have done it. Uh, I think the Nets are just horrific, though, with it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. You know, I don't think um, I don't know. I just don't I just don't believe that you can. I think okay, I understand like load management, like maybe game 40 right? In an 82 game season, it's like, okay, you need to take a, take a game off here or there from a back-to-back. That's fine. I kind of think like once you hit April, it's go time, right? Like this is what you get paid millions and millions of dollars for. This is why you train so hard, right? To play because this is, you know, in essence, this is the equivalent of March Madness. Like when the tournaments start in the conference tournaments, right? Playoff positioning starts, and I guess some teams maybe look at it as like, hey, it doesn't matter as long as we're in, we have a shot. And maybe that's what they're looking at. But, you know, the Sixers are, what's their home record? It's like 20 and five or it's like insane. I, did, I, think, they, I think they went 21 last night. I think they're 21 and five. Yeah. I mean, like to me, that is worth fighting for and preserving as the number one seed. Like you are dominant at home, right? So and I think we'll probably get fans up a little bit more. They're at 20% right now. I think it'll probably be, maybe 25, 30% in the next couple months, maybe even more. So, I mean, we do have a home field, home court advantage. Let me, um, and, you know, I'm just thinking about baseball, you know, you might see a catcher or the regular starters, what they might take a Sunday off and that's their only game they're taking off a week. Now, not to say that baseball is the same wear and tear, um, although some would say it is, I mean, for you to take um, every like 
Harden, I, I don't know what's wrong with this guy that he's missing so many games right now. Yeah. And I mean, again, like it's, yeah, I, I just don't understand. I mean, I guess you could almost like KD, right? Like he was out all last year, right? Well, that's, I, a, that's a little bit of a different story. Harden right. hasn't been injured and, and right. KD hasn't been injured. So. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not about, I hate this load management and it wrecks your fantasy basketball teams too, if you're into that too, but that's a whole nother story. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to the NBA, you know, kind of the, the final stages, the final throws of the regular season. I think games are going to start ratcheting up the intensity and then we'll see what playoff seating, um, you know, starts to look like. It's going to be, uh, it should be a lot of fun. I mean, look, like you want to look at the Philadelphia sports scene, the Sixers, I mean, all eyes on the Sixers, right? It's fair to say that given that the Flyers are horrific. horrific. They're the Eagles are look to be horrific and the Phillies, we don't know. It hasn't right. been this exciting since 2001. So that's the truth about the Sixers. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm giddy as a schoolboy. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to a good weekend too, watching the game tomorrow night. And then uh, I guess catching the Warriors game. And, you know, it should be, should be a great weekend. Any big plans this weekend? uh this weekend no i think we're gonna do some more uh planning in the yard um i think we are what actually are you growing gonna... in your backyard again i think you told me last week yeah it's super exciting no we we planted like a whole vegetable garden look at you You're, you you want to laugh and it's okay you can laugh I'll, I'll just sit back and eat my my red peppers and I tomatoes think, and i think aren't you growing a, a, sp a special fruit that's predominant in the atlanta area I could be, yes, I, I purchased two peach trees, as a matter of fact. So we had those planted last week. They look great. One of them is already sprouting buds, mind you. Do you think, and do you think our three listeners right now are really enjoying this conversation? Well, I, I just needed to, to do a segue and I just, there's nothing more enjoyable than talking about peach trees in the Atlanta area, because if you've ever been to Atlanta, everything is named peach tree. That's right, man. That's right. It is all peach tree and it's all kinds of directional streets that all are peach tree, but Boulevard Avenue. Road, this I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, when I produce this, one of those beautiful peaches on my show, on my, uh, in my garden, I'm going to show it. And here's another thing. Have you ever had, it's the greatest peach in the world. It's called a, it's called a, either a dwarf peach or a donut peach. Have you had one of those? Well, I've never had a dwarf peach because that would be politically incorrect, but a donut peach sounds Darn good. Yeah, so they're like flatter. They're, and so I bought a tree. They're flatter. They're the best peaches in the world. They're flatter. So they're almost kind of like, not quite like a donut, but almost like flat like a donut. But they're white and they are the best peach you have. I think they're, they're my favorite peaches of all. So, and you can only get them like kind of towards the end of the summer. So anyway, I've got one of those. And then we got a normal, uh, I think it's an Alberta peach tree, which is supposed to, uh, you know, be a... Uh, 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 very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, it's a little bit ton of fruit, you know, kind of fruit, tangy, yeah. ton of fruit. Yeah. I can't wait for it, man. So I don't know. My brain is shot obviously, cause I can't think of any words right now, but it is a, uh, you know, delicious, deli and we got a persimmons tree. If you know what a persimmons is. I if have no idea what a persimmons tree is, but now I have some homework to do. Go look it up, man. Persimmons are awesome. So do you want to take us out tonight? Do I want to take us out? Do I want to take us out? No, I, I mean like, yeah, there we go.
Something like that. It's been great being with you. Adios, amigos. Until next time, my friends. Did I know what I